You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 171. Uh, you know, the last couple of episodes I've been talking about writing, from writing to publishing, part one and two. And last week I actually published my fourth novel, my, my 11th book overall. But the title of the book is uh, Running Towards the Abyss, and it's part of my Zombie Terror Wars series, which is a thriller action type series. And uh, what I want to do just to kind of uh, celebrate that is... I'm going to read an excerpt, actually, from the first book in the series, and, and I'll be periodically doing this as, as we go along. Of course, we'll be talking about a lot of other things as well on the show. We love to talk about leadership and, uh, you know, the Bible and theology and so many other things, and, you know, let's talk about zombies, too. Uh, but the, the excerpt I'm going to read, the, the book is When the Future Ended, and that was volume one, and... This excerpt is from the second half of the book, and just to set it up, uh, the terrorists, and these are mostly Iranian terrorists, have infiltrated the United States. There are several cells, and there are a number of attacks taking place around the country. And these attacks are a little bit unusual, because not only are the terrorists looking to kill indiscriminately like terrorists do, they're also, they've also been given a syringe of the zombie virus. So they're given an AK-47 with two or three rounds of, of, of ammun- two or three ma- magazines of ammunition. But the assumption by the terrorist leaders is that the zombie virus will kick in uh, very soon after their ammunition runs out. And then the terrorists themselves become a weapon. And so, like I said, they're attacking different areas around Atlanta. That's what this particular book focuses on. And so, in this section, I'm going to read uh, the main character who's part of our, our unit who, who's of experts that are dealing with this problem. Uh, his name is uh, Luis Garcia. And the attack is taking place, and if you're familiar with Atlanta, you know what I'm going to, you're going to know what I'm talking about. This attack is actually taking place on a busy afternoon at the very, very famous amusement park, Six Flags Over Georgia, which is on the west side of town. So that's kind of the setup. Um, our, our character, Luis, has, has been following a vehicle that he knows is probably filled with terrorists. Um, his com- compatriots, his teammates, are also dealing with other attacks at the same time. There's simultaneous attacks taking place, and he has the good fortune to be by himself. So, I'll start reading here. The white van exited I-20 and turned right to go towards the amusement park. Garcia could see part of the parking lot and it was full. Luis accelerated and closed the distance to the van in his Suburban. He didn't care if they spotted him now. 
A marked Cobb County police car was parked at the entrance to Six Flags. The driver's window was down and the officer's left hand was holding a cigarette. He was looking at his cell phone in his right hand. The white van drove right by him and he never looked up. Luis turned his flashers on and stopped near the police car. He got out, he got out and rushed over to the officer. Luis Garcia was CDC enforcement. Did you get to look out on the white vans involved in a possible terrorist incident? No, I'm not working today for the county, the officer answered. This is a part-time job for me. Well, that white van that just pulled in is involved, Luis pointed at it. The van had now slowed near the front of the park. I think we're about to have a terrorist attack at Six Flags. You need to come help me. Call for backup. A large fence surrounds the amusement park. The only way to get inside is to park in their huge parking lot and take the small tram that carries the guests back and forth to their cars. As Luis ran back to his vehicle, he saw the van pull to the far side of the road and then accelerate into the fence, knocking a section down. The terrorists now had clear access to the front entrance of the amusement park. Garcia looked over and saw that the Cobb officer had seen this too. He was talking rapidly on his radio. The black SUV and the marked police car accelerated the few hundred yards to where the six terrorists were exiting their van. Two of them stopped to fire their AKs at the approaching officers. Luis spun the steering wheel to the left and stopped sideways to the van. He grabbed his M4 and dove out of the vehicle. The Cobb County officer had stopped near him and was hunkered down beside his police car as AK-47 bullets punched into it. What do we do now, the officer yelled across to Luis. Shoot them, Luis yelled back. Garcia proned out on the asphalt and sighted under the Suburban's frame. He saw the two sets of legs of the terrorists who were shooting at them. He squeezed off four shots and was rewarded with screams and the sight of the two men collapsing to the pavement. He fired six more rounds into their down bodies. Luis carefully stood and looked through the windows of the Suburban, all clear, which meant the four other terrorists had already entered the park. He could hear automatic gunfire from several different locations inside. Let's go, Luis yelled over to the county officer. He quickly changed the mag in his rifle to a full one. Man, don't you think we should wait for backup? These guys have machine guns, the Cobb officer said, still crouched behind his cruiser. They're killing people, and your job is to help me stop them, and it's about to get worse. They may have been infected with a zombie virus. We need to go right now. Garcia turned and started into the park. The two terrorists that he had shot should have been dead. He had hit them both multiple times. As he passed their bodies, he kept them covered with his rifle. Almost in unison, they both began to try to get to their feet, growling as Luis approached. He shot both, both of them once in the head and kept moving. Luis could hear the sounds of sirens getting closer. The smart thing to do would be to wait for some more officers. He couldn't afford to wait, though. Gunfire erupted again ahead of him. Every second was another life lost. He glanced behind him and saw that the Cobb officer had his Glock 22 out and was hurrying to catch up. People were running and screaming towards the exit, and Luis and his new friend were now going against the tide. Bodies were scattered randomly on the sidewalk with gunshot wounds. So which way, he asked the police officer. Ah, oh, the last shots I heard were from this direction, said Garcia, motioning to the left. Okay, 
This will take us towards the Georgia Scorcher roller coaster, the Cobb officer noted. People continued to flee. The two officers heard a few more bursts of fully automatic gunfire further down in the direction they were going. And then the shooting stopped. They walked past a Six Flags employee lying on the sidewalk, probably a high school student with a severe case of acne. He had been shot in the back. As they approached the Scorcher roller coaster, Luis saw what he had hoped not to see. One of the terrorists was holding down an older black man wearing a Six Flags uniform and was chewing on his throat. The man was still thrashing and blood was spurting into the air and covering the pavement. No one stopped to help him as they fled towards the exit. Garcia approached and yelled at the crowd, Get out of the way so I can shoot this guy! The panicked people just ran faster. He pushed people aside until he had a clear shot from 15 feet away. The victim was dead. There was no way to save him. Luis put a 5.56 millimeter bullet into the zombie's head and made sure that he would never harm anyone else. Luis looked around. He had lost his partner. Then he saw him. He had stepped off to the side of the sidewalk to vomit. I'm sorry, he said, embarrassed. I've never seen anything like that. No problem, amigo. Just remember, a headshot is the only thing that puts them down. Let's keep going this way. There's, this is where a lot of the people are running from. They kept moving deeper into the park. The Cobb County officer called in their location and suggested other locations in the park for responding officers to search. There were still three there were three terrorists down and still three to go, and Six Flags Over Georgia is a big place. Three teenage girls rounded a corner on the walkway and came running towards them. One of them was holding her left forearm. Blood was seeping through her fingers. They kept looking back as they ran. He's chasing us, one of the girls gasped. Please stop him. He bit me, yelled the girl holding her arm. Okay, keep heading towards the entrance. You're safe now, Louise said. Safe until you turn into a zombie and I have to shoot you in the head, though, he thought. As the girls ran past him, Louise asked the local cop, Do you want this one? Officer Phil Bryant couldn't believe all that he was seeing. He had been out of the police academy less than a year. He had never fired his weapon other than in training. He swallowed hard. Yeah, I, I, I can do that. I'll take this one. Just then a boy, no older than 12 years old, rounded the corner that the running girls had just come from. He was walking briskly toward the officers. His mouth was opening and closing, and he was growling at them. He was wearing shirt shorts, and they could see that one of his legs had been ripped open. His white t-shirt was bloody, and blood covered his face. But, but that's just a kid, Bryant said. I, I can't shoot a kid, lowering his pistol. If that kid bites you, you're dead, said Luis. Let me try my taser first. Bryant drew his taser and yelled at the boy, Stop! Police, get out on the ground. The boy was less than 10 feet away now. Phil fired his taser. The two brongs struck him in the chest and the electrical current surged through the thin wires. The boy never slowed down. He reached out and was about to grab the young police officer. Garcia stepped up and fired a sidekick that caught the boy in the chest and knocked him across the sidewalk into a trash can. As the young zombie tried to get to his feet, Luis shot him in the side of the head. The boy collapsed, face down on the pavement. Get it together or get out, Luis snapped at Phil. This is no joke. This is no training exercise. This is life and death. Are you with me or not? 
I'm sorry, man. I'm good. I, I just wasn't expecting to see a kid come around that corner. Let's keep moving. We may have to shoot some more kids turned zombies before we get out of here. Well, that was from When the Future Ended. So, I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Um, if that kind of if that sounds like uh, your cup of tea, check out the books. There will be a link in the show notes. I'd also be interested to hear to hear what kind of stories do you like to read? Do you like romance? Do you like action? Do you like mysteries, uh, thrillers, comedies? What what is it that that really stirs you? What kind of story? When you read it, it stirs you up. I'd love to hear what does it for you. Go to davidspell.com and uh, leave me a comment. Let me know what kind of stories you like to read. And while you're at davidspell.com, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter. Um, it's That way we can stay in touch. I also send out a members-only, sub, excuse me, subscribers-only newsletter. And that's just an easy way for us to stay in contact. Uh, also, if you would like to support the show, uh, go to davidspell.com, and at the bottom of every blog, there is a link on how you can support the show. And, uh, and definitely check out these novels, if that sounds like they appeal to you, or even some of my other books. Like I say, I've got leadership books, biblical studies books, uh, all kinds of stuff. And again, you can find all that at davidspell.com. Well, friends, thanks for being with me today. And until next time, this is David Spell encouraging you to keep reading.